Welcome to episode one of season two, and there's nobody else that I would love to um, bring on for episode one of season two than my boy. I want you to give a warm, warm welcome to my brother, Ryan Allen. Ryan, the crowd is going wild for you, man. Welcome to BGTV Studios, man, brother. Thank you for having me, man. This is absolutely awesome. this is incredible. Man. This Dude. is absolutely awesome, man. Thank you. I know this has been a dream for a while, so oh, this is awesome to see it all. In action, man. This is incredible. It is. It's so incredible. And I see people out there comment. I see Pastor Larry out there with the big picture. He's watching live right now. Pastor Bo's watching. Pastor Miss Tracy from Anaya. We have people watching from all over, man. And just excited to see that um, you are here in the studio with me, man, because I believe in you, brother. Mm -hmm. I, I wore your sweatshirt tonight. <laughs> His ministry it. called Built for the Wild. Cool. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But, man, <laughs> I just love unifying with the body of Christ. And I believe believe in you. I believe you're one of the voices of Alabama, man, that God is raising up to be able to not just reach the youth, but reach many, many people. Mm -hmm. And so I know you and your wife, Carly, yeah. have been doing ministry for a long time. Hey, Carly, how you doing out there? Make sure you tell her <laughs> I said, hey. Uh, but tell us a little bit. So you are the youth pastor at Rebirth, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I'm the uh, youth pastor at Rebirth. It's been phenomenal. Love Pastor Doug Taylor. Um, yes. It's been great serving there. And so, yeah, we've been there almost two years now. So Wow. God's been doing some some cool things there. So, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. It. So youth pastor at Rebirth. I love Pastor Doug. Pastor Doug, if you're watching, we love you, man. Uh, you're, you're, the um, word you gave on Instagram the other day rocked me. Loved it. Um, so also, you're also doing stuff with First Priority, correct? Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little man, bit about that. Um, well, of course, uh, almost everybody in Alabama knows <laughs> this, but uh, First Priority is a nonprofit organization that teaches students how to lead uh, their um, clubs in their schools, yeah. so to be uh, student leaders in their school, and so develop them to be uh, Christian student leaders who lead their other friends to Christ. And so uh, wow. we're uh, helping with first priority almost every day. Uh, mm. Debbie and Jody, those guys are absolutely phenomenal uh, leading the way for Alabama. Yes. And so to be able to see uh, really uh, almost every week um, hundreds of kids give their lives to yeah. Jesus across Man. Alabama is absolutely amazing. Was just a part of an event last night um, in where was we at? Um, Calera High yeah. School. Okay. Uh, where we got to see uh, students just uh, be impacted by the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it was a first priority event, and it was wow. really cool. So yeah, man, God's moving. Dude, I love that. Jody Troutwine, the guys over there, man, are rocking it. You guys yeah. have been doing that, and it's amazing to see how many students are coming to know the Lord. I know Absolutely. you have a heart for teenagers, and that's what I want to talk about next. Yeah. It's a ministry that you established back in 2016 called Built for the Wild. Let's Tell go. us yeah. about Built for the Wild. What is this, yeah. and how can we be a part? Man, um, so Built for the Wild was something that God gave me. So I was actually just sitting at Seas Coffee in Birmingham, Alabama. Come on, Seas. I love uh, that place. Trying to figure out just a theme for uh, an event that we was going to do, and I came right. across these words, Built for the Wild. And Come I was on. like, man, that's awesome. If this world is wild, crazy, and out of control, you're built for the wild. And so God has given you all the necessary tools that you need to be built for the world that he's put you in. So you're built for it. And so we took this title just for a theme for a conference, not knowing that God would 
uh, blessed to reach underserved youth in Birmingham for the next seven to eight years. And uh, it's just been absolutely amazing, man. What started out just as an event uh, turned into an evangelistic association uh, focusing on reaching students who would not normally go to church, who would not normally wow. be in the youth ministry. And uh, that's why we partner with First Priority. That's why we work with so many others because... We need we need the whole village uh, to reach absolutely, and absolutely. So, yeah, man, it's just something that birthed um, back in 2015, and God has uh, God has just done some phenomenal things. So we want to focus on three things with Built for the Wild. We want to engage students with the gospel of okay. Jesus Christ. We do that through our events um, and all the different stuff that we do. Then, two, we want uh, to connect students. So we want to connect them to the local church or we want to connect them to a faith-based school club. So whether that be Young Life, First Priority, yeah. uh, FCA, whatever yeah. that uh, school has. Then last but not least, uh, we want to disciple. So we want to help Come them on. grow and mature. So that looks like plugging them into churches. That looks like yeah. home, small groups, yeah. just all the above. And so we want to do those three things and do them well and see students uh, come to know Jesus. Man, you are doing it well. I mean, I've heard all about this and I just love, I know I went to one of your events you had over at Faith here yeah. at Trustful and Packed House. It was amazing. Listen to you bring the Word of God and the anointing is all over you, man. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on the show tonight to be the first one here in season on. two. <laughs> um, awesome. Man, so uh, you know what? As we talked and we're talking about what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. You know, we just decided we were going to talk about learning how to pray. Come on. I mean, Come prayer on. is just something that a lot of people are talking about right now. Begin, being at the beginning of the year, there's a lot of people fasting, yep. a lot of people praying about what God has for them in this year, yeah. you know, and um, I think that is a powerful thing that we can talk about tonight. So if you're out there, we're going to be talking about learning how to pray. I do have a verse that I want to share. I, I, this is a verse that came out of Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7, and I'd really never heard this verse about yeah. prayer. Listen to this verse. It says, What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to Him? <laughs> What? Let's go. This is like the nation of Israel, and they're like they, Moses is telling me, he said, "Hey, what other nation out there has the privilege? Yeah, because they're serving God Almighty. They're serving God. They're serving the Great I Am, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But Come he's on. saying there's no other nation out there at that time who who served God. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah." But I love what it says. It says, what other nation out there, what other gods come near to them come when on. they begin to pray? Yeah, yeah. And so when I saw that verse, I had to open up with that tonight, is come that on. when we pray, right. God draws near to us. Right, right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, in Acts chapter 10, Cornelius is sitting there, and it says an angel came to him, and the thing that got his attention, the, God, the thing that got God's attention about Cornelius was two things. That he was his prayers mm. and his neighborly acts, yeah, the things he did for people and his prayers, it got God's attention, right? And so tonight we're going to be talking about prayer. But first of all, before we get into this conversation, what is prayer? Yeah. I believe that prayer is a conversation with God. Yeah. It's a two-sided conversation. A lot of times we get into where we're just one-sided. We just ask God for all this stuff and then right, we leave. Right. But I really believe it's a two-sided conversation that, you know, where you come to God and you begin to unload off of out of your heart, what's on your heart, telling Him how you feel, what you're going through, what you need. Yes, the Bible does teach us to ask God for what we need. Right. But at the same time, it's a two-sided where we, when we're done unloading our heart to Him, then we sit back and we listen. Because mm. what if I was having a conversation with you, Ron, and I just sat here 
And I talked for 45 minutes and right. never listened to what you had to say. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of people out there that they don't know that prayer is a two sided conversation. Right. You know, and so I think that's something easy to start with. Learning how to pray is first realizing that prayer is a two-sided conversation. It's just a conversation with God of telling him what's on your heart. Mm. There's no wrong way to pray. You mm. can't pray wrong. You just come to God and be honest with him and start a conversation and that's what prayer mm. is. That's Trying good. to break it down is simple. Before we get started, into the deeper parts, what, what what do you feel as the people out there? What is prayer, and how do you get? How do you look at it? No, man, I think you hit it right on the nail. I think prayer is definitely communication. I think when we pray, I think it's just so important to understand who we're talking to, and I think that's why even when we have discussions and we talk about you know how to pray and all that other good stuff, I think Jesus gives the greatest example in, in Luke come on. when he tells us how to pray. Yes. And so his disciples come to him and they like, yo, John's disciples are over there. They're praying. Like, it's absolutely incredible. Will you teach us to pray like them? And God's like, why would I teach you to pray like them? I'm God. I'm going to teach you. So, yeah. And he begins to have a conversation with them and showing them how mm. to pray. Yeah. And when he shows them how to pray, it begins to unlock a lot of things, I feel like. <sighs> so when on. Jesus start, begins to talk to him, he says, pray like this. He says, pray our Father. Now, if we pause right there and just begin to think about that, why does he say that? Well, he says that because he understands that if you come to God with a certain name, you'll get a certain response. Mm. So if you come to God as a God, he'll treat you like a servant. But if you come to God as a father, he'll treat you like a son or daughter. Ooh, come so on. which response do you want? That's good. So when he says, come to, come to God and say, our Father, then he says something. He says, come to God and say, our Father who art in heaven. So what does that mean? It means that your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. What you think about is higher. So when you communicate to me, when I give you the opportunity to talk back to me, I know I may not understand it. Mm -hmm. So I'm acknowledging it now that I don't think on your level. That's good. So because I don't think on your level, I'm going to go ahead and let myself know and also give you that praise to let you know that, hey, you, you're bigger than me. Yeah. So he says, our Father who art in heaven. Then he says, hallowed be your name. So before you ever say a prayer request, before you ever say anything, he says, worship me. Wow. Let me know who I am. That's good. Let Begin to worship God. Now, we have to understand something even about worship here. What worship good. does so good. is that worship creates an atmosphere for God to do something bigger than us. Mm. And what worship does is allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do something inside of us that doesn't make prayer selfish. Mm. That's so good. Because sometimes we can make prayer selfish just like what you said, and we can make it all about us. But sometimes I think people need to also understand the realms of prayer. And so you can be in one realm, and it'd be good, um, and God is going to answer your prayers there, but it might take a while. Yeah. But when you begin to learn how to create an atmosphere with your worship, mm. those prayers begin to go through the throne room of God Come on. when you get through these different levels in yeah. the spiritual realm. So anyway, Jesus is talking and he says, listen, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, worship me. Then he says this, he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now this sounds wow. very familiar. Come on. It sounds like Matthew chapter 6. Yeah. When he says, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto me. So what God is saying here, when he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and when he says, yo, do these things, he's saying, yo, ask me about me. You know why many people's prayer requests don't get answered? Because they never ask God what his wants are. Wow. They never ask God, God, what do you want? That's good. What do you want to do? 
in my life? What mm. do you want to do today? What do you want to talk about today? That's good. And so because we never come to God and we never ask about his wants, we become the 99% of people whose prayers are just, God, this is what I need. This is what I, he already said. He knows your needs. So seek first the kingdom, because not only is he trying to teach you how to pray, he's also giving you a cheat code to life. Come on. And I think that's because people don't understand that prayer is a two-sided conversation. Absolutely. You know where I learned this? Walking and talking with God. Mm. Like, that's my favorite way to pray. Yeah. You don't have to be on your knees, you know, praying. You can be. That's great. Yeah. But prayer is just when your, your, your heart can be bowed. You can, mm. And I love, like, God would come in the cool of the day and talk with Adam and Eve as they were just in the garden. Yeah. And they were just communicating back and forth. And, and you know, I love walking and talking with God. That's my favorite way to communicate with God. Yeah. So I learned this is back, you know, in Trustful, there's that green bridge. And before they put the, the, the path there and the disc golf course and all that, there used to be just a small path by the creek. Yeah. And I would get there, start at the bridge, and I would walk down by the creek. And it was good ways. I would just walk as far as I could until that I couldn't walk anymore. Yeah. And I would, on the way down there, I would talk to God. Mm-hmm. I would tell him what was on my heart. I would tell him how I was feeling. I would ask him for things. And then on the way back, I said, okay, God, I'm done talking. Now mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. Yeah. I want to know what's on your heart. Yeah. I want to know how I can help you. What's your desires? And then on the way back, I wouldn't say anything. I would just listen to him. Come on. And so that's how I learned how prayer is a two-sided conversation. Yeah. And it's not trying to be like the other 99% like you were saying, but for those, for those people that can sit down, be still, know that he's the Lord, mm. and sit in his presence and worship him and go before him like he's our father, right. like you're saying, and that we are his children Come and on. sit there in expectancy that when you know, like hope like you just he just got to meet hope while ago for yeah, the first yeah, time yeah, yeah. uh my my daughter hope and um she loves talking to mommy and daddy but you know she loves being in the presence of her parents mm. and then like if we can just get to the point where we love being in the presence Come of on. our parent of our heavenly father Come where on. we just smile like when i pick up hope now and i go hey it's your daddy yeah. she she starts smiling and gets excited if we can get back to that point, maybe that's why Jesus was saying, hey, if you come to me, come to the Lord as a child. Come on. Woo! Come Coming on. back to the Father. Yeah. Like we are expectant. Yeah. You know, if we're asking for, like, my, the way Hope asks for a bottle right now is she yeah. cries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But when I hear her crying, I want to give her that bottle. I want to give yeah. her what she needs. But you know what? If God never hears any communication from us to Him. Wow. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he's waiting on us to hear communication before he grants us with what we need, what yeah. we need to go through life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so that communication, just being expectant of our Father and being in his presence. I love how you were saying that. Man, I think that you, you're hitting on something that I think is really good. One of the visions that I had or just kind of thinking and meditating with God was really the trust factor, especially when it comes to prayer. And one of the things that the Lord showed me one day is that, Ryan... You are coming to me as an adult trying to figure it out Mm. and not a kid that's trying to sit in my lap and just talk. That's so good. And when you have that image, I have that image imprinted on my brain. When you have that image and you really think about it, it's like, yo, when you come to God as a three-year-old kid and sit in his lap and begin to talk to him, begin to have conversations with him, there's a different level of trust like what you're saying and what he's saying and what he says he's going to do. 
So That's when so you good. think about that, like if I'm in, if I'm holding a baby and my son, once again, going back to the word of God, if my yes. son asks for bread, why would I give him a snake? Yeah. If you being, if you being evil know how to <laughs> Dude, give good yeah. gifts, how much will your heavenly father give good <sighs> gifts to those come on, Jesus. who love him, who fear yeah. him? But when we come to him as children, I think there's a different level of trust that we'll have for the Lord when we really start mm. thinking about that. I think we get so caught up in the responsibilities, the stewardship that God has in fact called mm -hmm. us to, but forget the way that he views us. Come on. Like, I know the rent is due. I know you're praying about these things, but when you come to your heavenly father in the right posture, like, dad, I'm here. Yeah. I just want to talk because here's the beautiful thing. If you birth the baby, like, how often do you talk to your daughter? Like, how often do you talk to you? You talk to him all, all the time. All the time. Right? Every and time she wakes up. talk to him. <laughs> yes. You desire to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, as soon as we get done here, I'll be up there talking to her. See? Well, she's probably asleep now. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to. And I think yeah. God desires to talk to us because I think that was one yeah. of the biggest things that was really hard for me when it came to prayer. But somebody really had to break that off of me and help me with that. God desires to talk to you. He desires to spend time with you. Yes, he does. He desires to be with you. And I think sometimes when we come to God, it's just like we just need to rush and get out everything that we need to say in hopes that he'll get it done fast, but not understanding his love for us mm. and the desire. Like, no, come spend time with me. Yeah, I desire to talk to you. Let's have a conversation. Because here's the beautiful thing that I love about God. So one of the things that we have to do is that we have to – for me and our, our nonprofit, we got a fundraise. And so I, I love my sponsors and donors. So there's a, a sponsor out of town, um, and, I, and I go and see him all the time. And um, one of the things that I, I love is that, and, and when you'll know about uh, if you fundraise, is that sometimes you just need to have conversations with people. You don't have to bring up the money or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Just talk. Because when you just talk, yeah, the conversation will lead to the need. Come on, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like... After the conversation that I have with these people, when I'm really truly concerned about them, mm. then it's like, hey, I, I know we was here for something completely different, but I'm just going to meet the need. Come and on. it's like, because you're just here for me. Yeah. It's yeah. different when I just, hey, Brad, I'm just here for a check. Yeah. Yeah. But it's different when I'm coming here and I'm like, no, I'm just here for you. And mm -hmm. if that comes about, then cool. Come on. And it's a different kind of a response yeah. when it's like that. Yeah. So imagine uh, it's not a sponsor, but it's God. And I just come to God and say, God, this is my need, mm. but I'm not here for that. Yeah. If you meet that, cool. Yeah. And I know that you're a good God, so I know you're going to meet it because I know you know what I need before I get to yeah. you. However, I'm not even here for that. Come on. I'm just here for you. Yeah. And imagine the response and how God is going to take care of you when you have that kind of response towards him, when you... Go to God with that because everybody has needs yeah. and God wants to meet those needs. His right. desires to meet those needs, but he desires more to be intimate with you than to meet your needs. He wants so to good. really be with you because yeah. he really loves you because you're his child. Come on. You know, man, you're hitting on something that's really dear to my heart. I really believe that the bride of Christ overall around the world has forgotten that intimacy mm. um, is the number one thing on God's heart. Yeah. Like if, if Jesus is our bridegroom and we are his bride, we're in a marriage relationship. We are one with him yeah. and he desires intimacy with his bride, closeness, spend alone time, quiet time, just like you said, crawling up in his lap and telling him that you love him, just spending time with him more than anything. That's what he desires. Yeah. You know, in, in Hosea, you know, he talks about how, 
that his bride had gone on out into the world and started chasing other lovers and yeah. decked herself out with the things of the world. And then it says, but me, she forgot. Mm. You know, and I think that the bride of Christ around the world overall, in a large percentage has gotten to that point where we got so into other things of the world. And um, even in ministry, sometimes we get so focused on ministry or building this or building that, that we forget about the intimacy, and yeah. we've forgotten about our intimacy with God, going behind closed doors and being intimate with, yeah. with, with the Father. And He does, more than anything, that's what He desires. Right. And, you know, it comes to me like just a minute ago when I was talking about Adam and Eve in the garden. Think about this. It says that God would come to them in the cool of the day. So let's just say that's afternoon time when the cool breeze would come in. Yeah. And God would come there every day, okay, in the garden, where God put Adam and Eve to work and to till the garden mm. and to, to work it. And God put them there, he, but he would come to where they were at work and meet them there mm. and, and speak to them and All spend right. time with them. But here's the thing is that God, think about this, God on God's schedule was to come and meet with them every day. The God of the universe on, on his schedule right. was to come and meet with them Every day, we're mm. created in the image of God, right? right? We are, we are children of His. He on His schedule, Ryan. He had marked out today to come meet with you. He had marked out to come meet with me. He had come marked out to meet with you out there, whoever's watching today. God had on His schedule to come and meet with you. The question is. Did we meet him yeah. in the garden, in the cool of the day, to spend time with him? Mm. When God comes, every day he will come to spend time with you. Here's what's so cool. I like to say it like this. In the cool of the day is, was where Adam and Eve were, were put there to work in the garden. Yeah. So I work for Icon Trust while selling golf carts. Well, you know, that's where I've been put to work. So you know what? God, during my breaks or at lunch or if there's no customers, God can come and meet with me yeah. in the cool of the day. Yeah. But the cool thing is the cool of the day can change in seasons to seasons in my life. Yeah. I used to work at Sears, and the cool of the day for me, like when God would come meet me, is he was calling me, he was pursuing me. I could feel him drawing me to go spend time with him in my car. Mm. I go to lunch. I start. I used to go to lunch with my friends. We go to Applebee's and go just hang out for the whole hour. But then God started drawing me. I felt him. Call, he was coming. On his schedule was to Come meet on. with me. Yeah. And, and, and he wanted to meet with me in the car at lunch. So I started bringing my paper sack lunch. And I go out in the car and I start meeting with God for an hour. So the cool of the day for that season of my life was at lunchtime yeah. when I was working at Sears. Yeah. But then... You know, when other jobs come along, like, uh, you know, I, next job I had, the it, CRM Motors, when I was selling cars, I didn't have that kind of schedule. Mm. So then the cool of the day for me was at a different time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I started get, feeling him drawing me early in the morning before I would go to work. Yeah, I started, yeah. So God started coming down to meet with me in the morning because, see, God gives you your jobs. He gives you the things out there in this life. So he knows when to come meet with you. My God. So when you are feeling drawn by God to meet with him, if that's in the morning, if it's at lunch, if it's on break at work, if it's after you get off work, it's after all the kids go to bed yeah. or whatever it may, whenever you feel the draw, mm. that's when the God of the universe is coming down to meet with you because Come it's on. on his schedule. Come on. 
That's you kidding insane. me? That's that's good. That's I a, mean, that's God, crazy. He 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 literally has it on his schedule. Make I, I think what's a dope thing too is making it a priority to have a set time, like you're saying, but having a set time where you do it every day. Yeah. And when we do that, that gives God the opportunity to come visit as well. Come on. So we have these moments of drawing. But sometimes we're not always going to feel it. You know, we yeah. have those days, yeah. those weeks or whatever. And so I think it's very important to set a schedule where we say no matter what, we are going to set almost in a sense a covenant with God that Come this on. is the time. And it gives God a time. I, I, I know you're coming in and I know you're going out because you have allowed me a certain amount of time or a lot of time yes. that you said this is my time. Come on. I remember uh, William Murphy. He was young in ministry, but he had a date with God Come on. Uh, at a certain time every day. And uh, God had convicted him about it uh, as time went on. But he said uh, as he was dating um, his then girlfriend, but now wife, uh, he said they went on one of their first dates, but the date was running over into his wow. time that he had scheduled with God. Ooh. And he said he started to get so convicted and his uh, girlfriend at the time, his wife now, said, are, are, are you okay? Like, are you okay? Because you could see that he was uncomfortable. And he knew that it was his wife because she was, he began to tell her, like, this is my time with God. And, and I, I know that this is my time with God. And she was like, you go be with God. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Go, go handle your business. And he was like, I knew that was my wife when, when she said that. But one of the things that we give God an opportunity to do is to know when I can come see my children. So we do have those times of drawing, but we also, when we give an allotted time to God to say, no matter what, I'm not going to break this time. I'm going to be consistent with this. I'm going to be steadfast with this. I think it gives God the opportunity to say, hey, every day at six o'clock, I know they're going to be on their yes. knees. Let me come visit come them. On. Every day at nine o'clock at night or, or six o'clock in the morning or whatever, I know they're giving an hour to me. Or I know they're giving me ex a lot of time for me. So let me come drop nuggets on them when they give me this a lot of time. I just think it's so yes, awesome. Yes, it so, is. Yeah. That he, that, that he even rewards us when yeah. we recognize, hey, this is the time he's coming. Yeah. And then we feel that this time we're coming and we're coming together. It's like going on a date. When you set a date, right. you say, hey, I'm picking you up at seven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like going on a date with the Lord saying, hey, absolutely. Hey, I'll meet you at seven o'clock or I'll meet you at 6 30 in the morning. I'll meet you at 8 30 at night. I'll meet you at 12 o'clock at lunch when I go to my car. Whatever it is, I'm going to meet you there, Lord, because I want to spend time with I you. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. I want to be with you. Yeah. And that's where the, I mean, I think that's where God gets a kick out of things. It's like, man, when I have people like that, that just truly want to be with me, what would I not do? Yeah. For some, What would you not do for a loving spouse yeah. that meets all of your needs, Come that asks you what you need? What do you mm. want? What do you desire? What is, what is happening in the... What is not happening in the earth that right. you desire to happen and you need somebody to do it? Come Isaiah, on. Lord, send me, I'll go. Yeah. Because you desire. You desire. Like, hmm. what what you want, man? Yeah. Like, we think about Solomon, like, God, I, I just want wisdom for your people. Wait a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah. You want what I want now? Come on. You desire what I desire now? Yes. But, but, pause. Many people don't want what I desire. Yeah. So now that... You want what I desire, and you truly want that, and I can see that in your heart. I will give you whatever. Yes. So you didn't even ask for it, but I'm going to give you the money. I'm going to give you everything that you didn't even ask for because you desire to do for my people and what I wanted. Come on. That's the beauty of coming to God and saying, God, 
I'm just here for you. I'm just here to seek your to seek your face and to be in your presence. I just I think it's absolutely amazing. No, it really is. You know what's coming to my heart right now? This is the beginning of 2024, and we're always looking for hey. What is it that we should be doing here in 2024? And the, the bottom line is, is that when you draw close to the Lord, you begin to hear from Him. Mm. Um, and so the Bible says that Jesus asked the Pharisees, Sadducees, asked everybody, you know, no, they asked Jesus, what's the most important commandment? And He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, everything that you have. Love the Lord your God. And He says the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, we've heard that a million times. Yeah. And the thing is, is God knows that if we put our, if we put everything into spending time with Him, if we, if we, if that's our number one focus, and that we put our, I think a lot of times this is what happens is people go, they go, okay, I'm going to spend time with God when it opens up for mm. me during the day. Right. But really, is what we should do is people are trying to plan their time with God around their day when they should plan their day around their time with the Lord Uh and put Him first and say, okay, at this time is when I'm spending time with God and nothing's going to interrupt that. Come on. Okay? Well, here's what... So if we love the Lord God all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's the first commandment. That's how we get started in this life, this Christian life, right? Well, here's what God spoke to me. It's so simple. Never heard it put this way. It's impossible to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength without having intimacy with Him. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we can't do the number one commandment that God created us to do if we're not spending alone time with the Lord. Mm. But here's the other thing. Is in our DNA, in our makeup, the way our Creator made us, the number one thing He made us to do was to love him because that's what he wanted more than anything. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the way life starts. Yeah. Is our alone time with God is where life, where joy, where passion, where kindness, gentleness, self-control, the fruits of the spirit start flowing because that's the number one thing our creator made us to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then out of loving him, then love enters our heart for our neighbor. Yeah. And we begin to do the second thing he asked us to do. And so prayer is simply having a conversation with God. Yeah. And then everything flows from that. Yeah. You know, here's what some some of the quotes that that I've learned over the years is the amount you pray about something is the amount that you include God in that situation. And say that again. Yes. The amount you pray about something is the amount that you include God in that situation. Like, if you want God in that situation, then you're going to pray about it. Talk to Him. Unload your heart about it. Begin to ask Him. Listen to Him because you want Him involved in that situation. That's nasty. Come on. I'm telling you, that's just some things that God has been speaking to me. Um, You know, prayer is the moment when you really start walking out your faith because it takes faith to really sit and pray. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody up there that got that that's really listening to what I have to say. You know what I'm saying? And you know, what's kind of cool about that, I just seen a, a pastor say this online, and I thought it was really cool. He said, one of the things that um, is kind of weird to me is that wherever you go, you wait. Mm. But for whatever reason, when we get into the presence of God, we don't have that same patience with God that we do at the doctor's appointment. Wow. That's so good. You can wait at the doctor's appointment for you to get whatever you need 30, 
45 minutes to an hour before you even get checked. But when you come to God, it's like, all right, God ain't came in three minutes. I'm out. I'm out. Wow. That's so good. And That's you so don't good. think that a man that loves yeah. you the way that we just communicated yeah. would not show up and talk to his kids. Come on. And so if you are communicating with God, then you have to have the patience enough with God to know that my God will show up and talk to me because he desires to be with me. And so I think that that's that's that is I think that's very true. We have to have the discipline to be able to sit in the God's presence and just say, "Lord, I'm waiting on you." And I won't move until I wait until I see the salvation of the Lord come in this moment. And uh I just think that's really cool. So that's dope. No, it really is. And the thing is, I've learned, right, is when I tried to up my prayer life, up my prayer game, yeah. my flesh got in the way. Mm. You know, it's like I kind of go behind the closed doors and then I would get down on my knees or just, you know, when I, there's different ways of, of communicating with God. Like yeah. a minute ago, I was talking about going out and walking and talking with God. Yeah. But there are times where you come in, close the door. The Bible's clear about that and get on your knees or just be in your room or whatever and, and begin to pray. You mean to talk to the Lord in that way. Yeah. And when I would come in and I'd get on my knees, close the door, get on my knees, you know, after about three minutes, I was like, what else do I say? <laughs> You know, and then, like, my, I found it hard for my flesh to stay mm. in that submitted position before the Lord because my flesh wanted to get up and go do other things. Yeah. And what I recognize is that prayer is you have to exercise it with your faith. It's yeah. a, You're exercising your faith, and it's like when we go work out, we, we exercise and we get stronger. Mm. Don't get, if you're out there, don't get like discouraged with your prayer time. If you get down on your knees and you pray three to five minutes and then you don't know what else to say and you just don't have this communication just hadn't started with you and the Lord, you just don't know how to go. Is stay there and let your flesh die. Pray, here's what I've learned prayer is when I'm on my knees, I'm at an altar. Mm. I am, I am, I'm on an altar where I'm like, dying to myself because mm -hmm. my flesh wants to be up doing other things. And even in ministry, it's like you really got to have faith that prayer is working or that God hears you because you can be like, man, I could be doing a lot of other things with this time, mm. but I want to involve God in this situation. Yeah. This is another thing that I've learned. Prayer is showing God that you are totally dependent upon him for everything. Mm. The more you pray, the more you show your dependence upon God. The less you pray, the more you prove that you believe you can handle it all. My God. It's a time where you get down on your knees and you're saying, God, I'm dependent upon you. Yeah, yeah. I must have you in my life, right. in this situation. Right. And so you put yourself on an altar. You bow on your knees before your king and you allow your flesh to be crucified by you going, hey, God, I'm allowing my flesh to be crucified in this moment. I need you. Right. And then here's the thing. The more I begin to pray... I found it easier for me to stay longer. Right. Because I was getting stronger in my faith. My yeah. prayer life was getting stronger. So now I can stay a lot longer because I've gone through those moments where I just, man, it took me a while. That's seven yeah. minutes. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. But now I can stay a little longer because I'm I've I've gotten to that place where I've died to myself in that in that regard. Man, I think what is when I first started praying, I was the same way. It was this, you know, Lord, I don't even know what to say. And then, like, when you first start praying, you have 10,000 thoughts that come to your head. Oh, man, this has happened. Oh, man, this this happened. I got to test here. I got to do this. And, like, all these thoughts. So when I first started praying, I didn't know what to do with it. And now 
couple of things is that yes, I let my flesh die, and that that's. But one of the things I do now, because it'd be like really cool stuff for me that I'm like, I really did forget about that. Like, so I let my brain do what it do. Mm. I have my notepad that, <laughs> yeah, I, that yeah. I'm hoping to listen to the Lord for. Yeah. And now when those things happen, I'm like, oh, I do remember that. And I just write them down. I'm yeah. Like, I'm going to let this work for me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. going to write it down. And then once my soul is calm. That's good. Let's get into then this Then you're thing. still listening to the then Lord. Then I'm still listening Man. to the Lord. So it's like, let's get all these ideas out. Whatever even you're trying to throw me, throw it my way, devil, to get me out of this prayer time. I'm just write it all down so I can remember it. And let's and calm down. Calm. Man, that's a good word. You need to listen to that. Take that to heart because that is a nugget of how to learn how to pray. You're so distracted in your mind. You don't. It's hard to just focus on the Lord. Well, write everything down that you in your journal on your phone or whatever. Write it in your notes and get it off of your mind. And then when you're at a peace, you're at a calm, you can spend time with the Lord and hear from Him. Man, You know, Pastor Frankie Powell, one of the mentors in my life, he said it this way. He said, if you have the desire to pray, then make it a discipline. Mm. And then it will become a delight. Mm. So it is a discipline Come that on. we have to... If you have the desire to pray... So make it a discipline and get stronger in it, and then it will eventually become a delight. You know, isn't that so good? No, that's really good. I think that that's really with any aspect of life. Yeah. Like, you got to be disciplined. But, yeah, I think in prayer, most definitely, because once again, going back to what I said earlier, there's going to be some days where you don't feel like doing it. And it's just it's just like going to the gym and working out yeah. because you're working your spiritual muscles, like right. you said earlier. Yeah. And so it's just like going to the gym and working out when you first get started. You'll pray and you'll be sore afterwards. You'll be like, yo, I... <laughs> I was in there for 15 minutes, man, and I, I feel like, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of sore in the spirit right now. And you got to get back in there tomorrow. That's right. And you got to right. work that thing out again tomorrow. All right, Aaron, we were talking this week. I want to close with this. Yeah. You, the story you told me about you and your buddy driving to Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And how that, you know, sometimes, you know, we turn off the GPS and all that kind of thing in our life. How God, You know, you were talking about this story, and it really resonated with me. I think it'll resonate with a lot of people out there. Will you tell this yeah. story to end tonight? Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking about prayer, and, yeah. and we was having this discussion. And when we was talking about prayer, uh, I was telling him, I think prayer and destiny go together. Come on. And so I think that when we start talking about destiny, I think that we need prayer. And what I was telling him is that I think people need to understand that the Holy Spirit really wants to talk to you in prayer to let you know how to move and navigate within your destiny. The problem is, is that with most people, though, they cut off their divine GPS system by cutting off their prayer life. Wow. So I was telling him wow. a story about when me and my friend uh, Antoine, uh, my guy, he, uh, we was going to Dallas, Texas one time. And uh, we all know the point in the story where uh, uh, you see the number on there, and it's like 418 miles. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh. Before you get to where yeah. you need to go. And uh, I cut the GPS off and uh, forgot to turn it back on. And so when I cut the GPS off and I forgot to turn it back on, we were just driving straight. Y'all must have been in an intense conversation. <laughs> Man, we, was, we was talking. We was just driving and riding. And as we were driving and riding, it just dawned on me. It's like, I need to check the GPS. Like, I need to cut this thing back on. And when I cut it back on, one of the things that I recognized was is that, man, we were supposed to turn over 50 minutes ago. Wow, man. 
But because I turned the GPS off and didn't keep it on, I missed a turn. Now, the beautiful thing about God is that with his divine GPS, he can reroute you That's so to good. take you wherever you need to That's go. That's so good. But it, the trip would have been shorter had we not cut the GPS off. Ooh. The problem with most people is that when it comes to prayer, prayer is your divine navigation. Listening to the Holy Spirit is your divine navigation. And yes, uh, a lot of times we cut that divine navigation off for our destiny. Wow. Where God says, hey, I wanted you to take a shortcut here. Or hey, after 418 miles, after three years, I want you to do this. Wow. But many of us cut the GPS of prayer off mm -hmm. and we don't communicate to the Holy Spirit. And because we don't communicate, we end up being somewhere that we're not supposed to be. And driving on the road or doing something wow. too long wow. when God was trying to redirect us. Now, the beautiful thing about God is that he always redirects us. It just might take a little longer. And so I just think it's important wow. for believers to make sure that you keep your prayer life on the altar of God. That's so good. Because your destiny is connected to your prayer life. The Man, Holy that's Spirit so good. That's so good. I know there's people out there tonight that need to be redirected. We all do. So if you've gone past the GPS point in your life and you're <laughs> like, I am lost, I don't know what to do, God will redirect you. Absolutely. Just get along with Him. If it's walking and talking with Him, yeah. if it's taking your lunch and going to sit in the car at work, if it's at a break at work, you know, if it's when the kids go down to bed, if it's early in the morning, God wants to come meet with you on His schedule is to come meet with you today, tomorrow, every day. When you feel drawn this week, go meet with him. You're going to see, feel life start coming into your body, into your spirit. So, Ryan, there's, uh, I have super enjoyed tonight, man. man it's this been dope. amazing. This really I have cool. had a great time. I can feel God in here, you know. And um, so this definitely the last time, man, you come and hang out with us. But um, I would love for you to pray us out. We're talking about prayer. Yeah, come on. So I'd love for you to pray us out tonight. And so um, would you do that for us, man, just yeah. in tonight with some prayer? Bring it on. Absolutely. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, and your kindness. And Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be on this podcast and to pray for your people. And Father, I pray right now for every person who is watching this podcast, Lord, that you would open up their eyes to who you are. And Father, I pray that you would bring fire back to their prayer life. Father, not because of anything bad happening, not because of anything in their life happening. No, Father, just because they love you. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will come and start revival within their hearts, Father, to begin to pray and seek your face, Father, just for who you are, to have intimacy with you, to love on you, Father, and so that love that is on the inside of them can pour out to other people. Father, I pray right now over every marriage, God, Father, that might be struggling. Father, I pray that spouses will begin to bring, uh, God, their spouses up to you. And Father, I thank you for fixing those things in advance. Father, I thank you right now, Father, for every person, God, that is leaning into you, uh, hoping for an answer. God, I thank you that you're going to reveal yourself to them tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Father, for your power. We thank you, God, for the miracles and your presence, God, that you want to reveal to your children. So tonight, Father, we ask in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, if there's anything in the spiritual realm that's withholding anything from them, Father, we break it now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your healing power. Father, even people that are watching, Father, that are different, de dealing with different ailments, cancers, and different things. Father, we thank you, Father, that by your stripes we are healed. And so, Father, I pray for people now, Lord, who need a touch from you. Father, touch them 
them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, for the people that are believing for their prayer language, Father, fill them. Father, for the people, God, that are believing, God, for relationships to be restored, Father, restore them. Father, do what only you can do. Lord, we thank you. We love you, God. We thank you, Father, for your power. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And Father, we pray that, Lord, we will never be the same after we get this touch from you. So, Father, for every person tonight that's watching, every person that's going to watch Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Father, use them, bless them, speak to them. Father, ignite their fire for prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Brother, amen. Amen. But I felt God on that. <laughs> you know what? I feel God just in here with us, man, and I've just super enjoyed tonight. And, um, dude, I can't wait to have you back on here again, man. Thank you, man. Let's check out some of these comments. People are out there watching today. I know we got Miss Tracy from Anna. Pastor Bo, we love you. Say hi to Pastor Bo, Ron. He loves you, man. Yeah. Pastor Pastor Larry, I see you out there watching with the big picture. If you hadn't watched Pastor Larry on the big picture, he's almost every night now. He's doing it big time. (laughs) And uh, we got Book of Eli out there. It says Ryan's voice is soothing. It's very soothing. (laughs) It's very soothing. You can feel the presence of God on it, man. God's got all over you. Jerry Kelly, we love you, man, watching out there in Penson. He's got a call in his life. He ministers down there at the Love Lady Center a lot. He goes to Solid Rock Church. Let's Jessica's go. shipment. Him, her and her husband, they have a, a, a monster truck ministry, man. I can't wait to go ride that monster truck. <laughs> they are leading people to the Lord with a monster truck. It Let's is go. awesome. One of my boys, longtime friends, Jeff Finley, watching tonight. Hey, Jeff, love you, man. We go way back to First Baptist Church of Centerpoint. Um, yeah, like right down the road from Cathedral right yeah. there. And uh, we played basketball together. Come Me on. and Jeff, we've been on a lot of basketball teams together. <laughs> We've yelled at a lot of referees together. We 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 did it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, there's a lot of people out there watching. I can't name them all. Thank you guys for watching, comment, and be a part of this. But I'm super excited about all that God is doing right here at BGTV. Now is BGTV Studios, and like I said, we're gonna have many more shows coming on, and hopefully, we're gonna end up having something every night. And so this Thursday at 6.30 p.m., I want you to get on BGTV Studios and watch Pastor Bo Johnson bring his first episode called The Spirit-Led Life. You don't want to miss it, so tune in. And until next time, I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you right here next week at 7 p.m.